for the athlete and the coach, from the dabbler to the committed, for the curious to the confused, we got answers and insights to fuel wellness and performance from the experts, innovators, and biohackers we feature on the feed. It's all that thinking outside the box to get the best nutrition in it. So I got a call a while back from some friends at the feed, and they asked if I wanted to do a podcast, and this was the pitch. All day long, they're researching the latest and greatest in sports nutrition, particularly in the space of endurance sports, but also just in the realm of wellness. And when they're not researching, they're reaching out to the people, the best and the brightest behind these products, behind the research and the next movement. And they wanted to get those stories out, not only to their customers, but to any performance-minded people and do it in a way that helps unpack and demystify this heady world of nutrition. So that's where I come in, keeping it simple. Now, it can be interesting, and we'll get into some of this, how the biology works or the chemistry works or the finest nuance in how to administer all of these various products. But at the end of the day, if you're like me, you just want to go out running or out on your bike and be able to go faster, go longer, and experience less pain to perform better. Now, if I need a PhD in order to understand what it is I need to do, simply put, I ain't going to do it. If it's simple, I will. And that will be my approach. My name is Steve Perino. And if you've ever watched the Tour de France on NBC and seen a reporter dangling off the back of a motorcycle or watched Alpine World Cup or the Olympics and seen a guy up at 10,000 feet where it's 10 below, that's me. And more often than not, I'm taking 10 minutes of conversation and packing it into 10 seconds of television or 45 years of my professional skiing experience and packing it into 45 seconds of analysis. At age 53, I'm also hurting from a career as a professional skier, but I like to be fit and even bike race here and there. So I made a deal. I want to get my, ba- my body back on track, get rid of some age old pain increase my performance on the bike. And I said, you help me with that, I'll help you with this. And so here we are. And I had one more ask, that this first episode be about them, about the founder of the feed, Matt Johnson, and his CEO, Brandon Dykstrahouse. Matt Johnson is an interesting story. He started out with dreams of becoming a world tour cyclist. And at age 16, he packed his bags and he packed his bike, and he left his home in Ottawa for the hard-knock life of cycling in Belgium. And he actually ascended to the top of the junior ranks in Canada. He didn't make make it all the way to the world tour, not on a bike anyway. And in his early 20s, he actually reinvented himself. He became an entrepreneur. And by 23, he built his first startup. It was a college bookseller called Big Words, to a valuation of over $100 million. And then, well, you guys know the story. The market crashed, and it took it all away. He called it the best, most expensive education of his life, and he remains a serial entrepreneur. But most importantly, for this audience, 
He was the longtime president of Slipstream Sports, and that's the company behind the teams you saw on the Tour de France, the various iterations of the Garmin team, Cannondale, and now the team which has evolved into EF Education First. All of which is to say he has been on the front lines of sports nutrition and training modalities for well over a decade. And by the time a lot of this got to the mass market, the methods and the supplements, Matt had known about it for years. Well, he's out to reverse that to where he's got clients now on the world tour taking his lead in ordering from him, from the feed. It so happens that Matt has swapped his bike racing habit now for racing skis, and he now ranks as an elite level masters, and that's how he met his now CEO, Brandon Dykstrahouse. Brandon started out as a bike racer in his youth, but then he turned to ski racing and ultimately became an NCAA champion skiing for the University of Vermont. And then a year later, helped coach the University of New Mexico's Lobos to their first NCAA title in any sport. More recently and more famously, he coached for two years, perhaps a woman that might go down as one of the greatest female athletes of all time, and that's Michaela Schifrin. And at that level, you do not follow, you lead. And that's his role at the feed. He's not only turned back to bike racing himself, he is the resident guinea pig for everything you see on the website. His ear is to the ground every day, all day. Not only scanning the world for the latest elite performance and what fueled it, But as he dives into the world of doctors, bioengineers, biohackers, he's finding out what's next. So Brandon and Matt, it seems like you two have tried to avoid playing with each other in the same sandbox. Matt, you've gone back to ski racing. Brandon, you've returned to bike racing. But here you are together in this unique partnership. And this is how I see it. Brandon, you're the one that's scouting and unearthing the new the latest, the soon-to-be-greatest, and you, Matt, kind of the rainmaker, right? Find the wizard behind the curtain, you fly out, you meet him, you get the facts, you vet the facts, and then you act. But Matt, I wanted to start with you and get to the genesis of the feed itself, basically a portal for sports nutrition in the endurance environment, particularly with elite athletes in mind. And here's what I know about elite endurance athletes. They don't make a lot of money, if any money, doing their sport. Their sport consumes so much time to train for. Hard to have a job where you can have a lot of disposable income. Now, clearly I'm wrong because the feed has been a success. But what made you think that you had a customer base out there? Well, that's a good question. Um, we, I, th- I think we approached it from the standpoint that, you know, in the, you know, 2009, 2010, 11 era, we we're seeing so much innovation in terms of sports nutrition, you know, e- even inside the cycling team, you know, I was running at the time we had, you know, Alan Lim sort of creating the early versions of what has become scratch. We had a, a guy show up from Boston with these big, you know, inflatable legs that, you know, became Normatec and a, a quite a popular product um, and, and a variety of other sort of products, you know, getting developed and sort of pioneered uh, inside, you know, this sort of lab of 30 of the best sort of endurance athletes in the world. And, 
I, you know, the most interesting thing people were asking me, you know, that, that were casual or aspiring sort of cyclist is tell me about the nutrition. Tell me about the drink mix. Tell me about how I should eat for my, my next ride or my next grand fondo or my first marathon. And I found in, you know, casual dinner conversations, that was the most interesting topic and, and, and the topic that most people were finding the most value. Um, you know, out of in terms of uh, what we could provide them in terms of information, and so realized there was an opportunity to turn that into a business where we could marry, um, you know, the best product selection for sports nutrition products um, for all athletes, but definitely a bit of a bend towards endurance athletes, healthy sort of more natural products than you would find at like a GNC, which are definitely more towards the the muscle building sort of traditional view of sports nutrition. So could we take a new take on it, focused on a little healthier, you know, a little bit more focused on the leaner athlete, um, strength and endurance, but um, take a different take and then take sort of the best science, the best sort of practices that the pros are using, whether it's in the Tour de France or, you know, Kipchoge's most recent sort of breaking the two hour marathon, take the inside story of what's happening there and share that with, with the public so we can marry education and, and commerce together. I mean, speaking of education, do you find that you have you're speaking to a population of people who their nutrition IQ is quite high, but on the other hand, the sort of application of this knowledge? I mean, take me for example. I have this basic understanding of knowledge. People can talk to me about it. That's what I do in a sense for a living. But when it comes to me actually executing a plan for myself, like no holds barred, disaster. <laughs> Well, I, I think in, you're exactly right. I think our audience has a very good understanding of what you would consider nutrition, which is in their minds, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And what happens though, is we start to look at, you know, the kinds of sports nutrition products, you have to change your frame of reference to before, during, and after your workout. This is nutrition that you're not taking for your, you know, necessarily your daily nutrients for the day. This is what you're taking to be better at your sport, to have more enjoyment out of, of your ride because you're not going to come home totally bonked and, you know, and trashed. You're going to be able to finish your ride stronger. Um, you'll be able to go faster. You're going to be able to keep up with the group, you know, that you're trying to either ride with or run with. And so the performance nutrition is something that most people have never really had exposure to. It's, it's totally new to them. And it's, it's not the same sort of mentality as you have around breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So what we try to do is educate the, you know, the, every athlete on how to approach performance nutrition for their particular sport, their particular training, and whatever event they're training for. And you've been in business now. You tell me, is it it's... I want to say five years ago, you, you sort of changed things and there was a mentality out there or a perception out there. And I was one of those people that had that perception that it's, hey, subscription, sign up, we'll fill the box. What we, what you think you should have for your particular sport and we're going to give it to you. And then you found out that that's not how people wanted to get there. Yeah, products. exactly. You know, we probably the best marketing lesson of my life is that we started out for the first, you know, 
three months of her life following in sort of the subscription box mentality, you know, come in, you know, get a small, medium, large box, we'll pick the products for you and ship it to you every month. And it just didn't work, you know, the way that it might work with cosmetics or, uh, you know, collectibles or other sort of things. When it comes to food, people have very strong, obviously, dietary preferences. They have very strong sort of taste preferences. They have some favorite brands and products that they're partial to. So while we changed gears, you know, three months into launching the business to letting people pick and choose whatever they wanted, um, it took us almost three years to, you know, and, and in some cases, we're still just, you know, correcting people's perception that this is a subscription box service, which while you certainly could subscribe, you're subscribing to your own customized choice of products that you've chosen and you're subscribing out of a as convenience and potentially some and, and some cost savings but you know the vast majority of our customers are you know come in every month and place a new order themselves on the website they change up the products that they want to have they try different flavors they try something new from a different brand um and they're sort of you know repeat purchases you know they have their own subscription but they control it every month so now let's let's bring in your CEO Brandon Dykstra house it's not enough just to be strapping well-built, doesn't really play on a podcast, Mr. Dykstra House. So we're going to bring you in. You're going to have to talk now. Um, and I don't know, Matt, if you knew this about Brandon Dykstra House, but when he was racing, he raced at 210 pounds. I'm talking about alpine skiing. He was a beast, the Quadzilla kind of character. And more recently, as he's gotten back into cycling, 165 pounds. So this is a guy that's sort of a chameleon of sport, knows how to manage his nutrition. The two of you together. Uh, and this is why I wanted to have this opening discussion make such a unique partnership. And one of the things, Brandon, that you've told me that you do is that you've got your ear to the ground at all times trying to figure out what all of these elite performers around the world, those outliers out there, are doing with their nutrition. And then together, somehow you guys track it down, ends up on the, on the, on the website. So how would you describe Mr. Dykstra House? what it is that you do on a daily basis. So thanks, Steve. Uh, well, first of all, I, I think uh, Matt and I have changed physiques. Um, you're right with the 210 pounds, and it is a struggle to be a bike racer, as much happier as an alpine ski racer, but uh, happy to try the latest and greatest and see where it takes me. Um, you know, my best description is... Uh, kind of like a kid in a candy shop and looking for the flashiest, most potential package, wrapped packaging and something that catches my eye. And uh, just two years ago when Kipchoge was trying his first sub two hour marathon attempt, we learned about the secret drink mix that they were using. And I have a couple of buddies in, at Nike and you know there were a bunch of, bunch of reports in media saying the secret drink mix, secret drink mix. And we found out it was this company out of out of Sweden from a biotech company, and uh, I shared with Matt, and like Matt always does, he's like, "Oh, that's great! I'll jump on a plane and go find these guys." And sure enough, that's what led us to Morton and in the introduction to Olaf and and uh, where we are today. And is it uh, is it pretty typical? I mean, I, I mentioned your weight. Once I don't know how you got yourself down to one sixty five, but I imagine it's because. You're doing a lot of this stuff that you're bringing to your uh, customers. But are, are you a guinea pig? Are you both guinea pigs for everything that winds up uh, on the website? 
I would say I, I, definitely a good majority, and especially as we move into the realms of keto and anti-aging and supplements, 170 and below is not what I would consider a natural weight for my frame. So it takes a little coercing of my body and mind. Um, and we have some great products that help with that. But yeah, it def definitely a lot of trial and error. Matt, is there another story? Yeah, I was going like to add. That? Sorry, that go I, ahead. I Matt. think that's sort of the general theme of everything that we have is that you know while we have what I believe is sort of the largest selection of sorts nutrition you know available in any one place, um, that we also really heavily curate it. Everything that we put up there we've used, whether, you know, Brandon and I have probably used 90% of it ourselves and the other, you know, 10% are the sort of team of feed athletes that we have around us in Boulder. Some of the other, you know, pro athletes that we have working in the office, you know, we're constantly sort of testing product, you know, from the time we get a product in, it might be two, three months before we put it up on the website because we want to, you know, see how athletes, you know, respond to it. Does it, if it's a flavor thing, does it taste good? Do they like the flavor? Do they continue to use it, you know, after sort of just testing it? Um, and does the promise of whatever sort of performance gain that that product might have, is that coming true? Do the athletes feel that they're, that it's having that impact on them? And, and while some of this is certainly, you know, qualitative feedback, um, and, and we do look to the quantitative, but, you know, we take, put a lot of weight on the qualitative feedback from these top athletes. We really are curating stuff so that our customers, you know, we believe in the products that we're selling. And one of the things that I guess I should add to that is we don't make any products ourselves. So we are not biased in any way. Um, and, you know, to promote something that we make or, you know, as a brand of ours, we only sell third-party products. And, and we've been very conscience, conscious of not making something ourselves so we can remain that independent arbiter, that independent curator of the products that we sell. Other products that have been deselected based on this feedback, like you said, that's qualitative, <laughs> but sometimes you get the, I mean, there's plenty of quantitative information out there that's saying, hey, we're the best, we're going to improve performance by 13% because these independent labs said that, and yet somehow or another, that doesn't actually you know, that's the rubber is not meeting yeah, the road I would say in some cases. Th there's certainly some performance ones where we just feel like it's, it's not there, you know, and we won't sell those products. Um, a, a great example actually is in when we look to go into this the space of CBD, we had a bunch of vendors coming to us. Um, you know, we had Floyd, you know, Floyd's of Leadville from Floyd Landis looking to, you know, us to carry his athlete line of CBD products. And we were interested in the space. We said, this is, but the wild west like if i'm going to take this stuff i really want to know what's in this is it actually have the cbd it says in it you know how much thc does it really have or not have in it what are the other cannabinoids in it does it have any other you know products that i don't want to have in it and no one could really answer that question for us well each brand came to us with their sort of own independent lab testing I didn't know if we could believe that or not, you know, not, not that the brands are doing anything wrong, but we didn't have control over those tests. So we went out and created our own testing protocol with, with a, we found a pharmaceutical grade testing lab and we brought every product in there of every CBD brand we were interested in carrying and we tested it. And we actually only wound up listing about half of those that we tested on the website because there was so much variation in these products of how much CBD was actually in them, how much THC was in them you know, you know, relative to the packaging, you know, other ingredients you probably don't want to have in them. And so we excluded a lot of brands. And then what was also interesting is 
we continued to test some of these products and we found there was also significant variations between batches of the same product from the same brand. So we actually have gone and uh, batches, you know, the, 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 they make a, you know, a thousand vials of this or a thousand bottles of this at once. And then, you know, they might switch to make a different product and then they come back and make more when they run out. So each batch had a lot of variation. So we now do batch testing on every product we sell. And we post the results right on the website so customers can see, you know, what they're getting in the actual test results, totally independent from us, not from the vendor, and they know what they're putting in their body. And I think that's a really important lesson for us um, and something that we're looking to expand uh, across all of our, our supplement products. Would you say that, that the CBD space, as you call it, is this the Wild West? Did you, in fact, with these studies, confirm that it remains? The Wild West? Oh, yeah. And even our own vendors were shocked at some of the stuff we came back to. And I know at least two vendors that took products off the market because they couldn't um, get our independent lab to give them a consistent test. They're just like, oh, our manufacturing process is not right. And so we never listed those products. We never put those products for sale. They wanted us to. So we said, okay, send us more product and we'll try to get a consistent test for you. And we couldn't. And they realized that they had a significant flaw in their own manufacturing. All right. Well, let's let's talk now about uh, some of the folks you guys have partnered with and who we'll be speaking with in subsequent episodes. I know you guys are are huge fans of Alt-Red. I mean, how'd you find them or, or did they come and find you? So Alt-Red is a great uh, product story because what we found is we recommended to people and they really, truly can feel the impact. And I've tried to describe it and try to describe the science to people. And, you know, the science is very sound. There's a ton of testing behind it. But I describe it as your legs just hurt less. And that's, that's what I feel is, you know, for the same output, you know, on the bike or running, you know, your legs hurt less. And as a result, you can push harder. So I wind up for the sort of same pain that I'm going through, you know, putting out 20, 30 more watts on the bike and getting a better workout, you know, doing more to sort of push my my limits in terms of wattage on the bike after I've, you know, on a regular routine of all red. And, and that's just been so consistent with all the customers that we recommend it to. People go crazy for it. And the re, like, once people start, they don't stop. And it's, it's one of these sort of home run products because people really do feel the difference after they start using it. And that's, that's been fantastic. Best way to describe it then for you is like, it's a, a more of a pain buffer than performance enhancer, which is to say for those of us, and I would include myself, not a fan of pain. Like when I feel it, I respond to it. I slow down. Yeah. No, Steve, I think actually the all red guys would, you know, argue my, my description of it because it really is a performance enhancer, right? It, it, it's, you know, messing with, you know, your nitrous oxide system. It's your ability to both um, process oxygen and process, process lactic acid in a sort of a very basic, you know, description of what it does. But I feel like as the end athlete, the, the end that I feel is that my legs hurt less. And that allows me to push harder and push through these barriers that I get stuck with. I often find when I get like in a bit of a rut and I'm sort of pushing the same wattage on the bike over and over again, it's all it lets me sort of break through those those sort of barriers that I've, I've sort of realized. And that's where um, so, so I wouldn't say that that's the scientific uh, impact, but that's sort of, you know, interpreted by what athletes feel. Right. And I guess 
the way people feel about Alt-Red is somewhat similar to the reaction from, which is the latest craze, AMP. Yes, Brandon, do you want to talk about AMP? Yeah, so AMP's, AMP's an amazing product. Um, we've known about the benefits of sodium bicarb for decades now, and um, the only issue with sodium bicarb baking soda is that you ingest a bunch before your your maximum effort, and it doesn't always sit well in your stomach, and you end up in the restroom faster than than you can finish your event. Now, what the guys at AMP did, Jeff Byers and his team, they're able to put it in a topical. Um, so basically, it's a cream that you rub into rub into your your arms or legs, and it it also buffers lactate and one of these things, I think in the endurance space, the limiting factor is when rate of perceived exertion goes through the roof and you just feel like you can't go on anymore. And and if we can take your, your level 10 effort and turn it down to a seven, uh, you, you can imagine what that does for performance. It, it, it's amazing to me, though. Again, the limiting factor, as you pointed out with uh, bicarbonate, is that you can't stomach it. And has no one tried to make this topical prior to Amp? No, I, no one had the technology. Was it, was it just simply too obvious? I think no one really had the transdermal technology to, you know, get the absorption right. You know, it's, it's mm. not easy to effectively transport stuff through the skin and make sure you have the bioavailability and sort of the end result that you're looking for. Um, and of course, whenever you're transporting something through the skin, you also want to make sure you're you're only transporting the stuff that you want to transport, not other things. And so AMP, uh, you know, they, they, AMP started inside of a, a very large sort of biotech company. Um, and Jeff was working there and saw this sort of athlete, you know, application and was able to sort of essentially license the technology from the parent company and build a, an entirely new business that he now runs, right. making specifically athlete focused, you know, topicals and, uh, you know, AMP, AMP has it's been a rocket ship in terms of adoption. It's been crazy. The, the you know people try it; they, they love it. You know, I think in the Tour de France, as an example, the number of of pro athletes that were using it is is gone through the roof. And you know, a year and a half, a year ago, when it was sort of just out there, a lot of guys were using it only for like time trials or sort of time limited efforts. Now, every, all these guys are starting every single stage with it on their legs and also using it post-stage for recovery. So it's become, you know, like a, a daily, a daily, everyday product for most athletes. I use it, you know, four or five times a week, you know, especially if I have an intense sort of interval or high intensity workout, you know, it, I feel naked not wearing it. <laughs> you know, the, be the best part, Steve, is we got a biohack with AMP. I talked to the guys pre-Leadville this year and I said, you know, does it make sense to put on a product that may only last for the first hour to three hours? And they said, absolutely. And here's the reason why. You can take a, a sandwich bag and fill it with a, a, another application of AMP, turn it inside out. And when you're riding, you can actually reapply without getting greasy or sticky. And you have constant application. And that's what they're seeing in these ultra endurance sports um, whether it's running or cycling, that guys are reapplying and really reaping the rewards of having extra sodium bicarb in their system. Were they doing it? Because you were out there. With this, when this was happening? I mean, if I get a sandwich bag, I put a sandwich in it, just so you know. Yeah, they shared that secret after I suffered through Webbill, unfortunately. 
But I, I took that one, even though I'm not necessarily reapplying because I'm probably not riding long, riding or running long enough. But I found it got really like because of the technology to make it go through your skin, it gets really greasy. So I would have a hard time holding on to handlebars. So I took the sandwich bag trick just for every application, even the first time. So I rub it on the squirt it into the sandwich bag and have that inside out and just rub it everywhere. And it, it actually is a great application. So you guys are both in a pretty unique spot where you're working, obviously, integrally with the professional cycling team that you are the president of. So you are seeing and have been for the last decade, all of these products at the leading edge. Typically, how long has it taken that product, whatever it might be, to make it into the mainstream? And have you guys started to close that gap a little bit? I think that gap's closed to the point where we're pushing the products into the pro, you know, the, the super elites now, as opposed to coming the other way around. I would say 10 years ago, there was a two, three year gap between what guys were trying and the sort of super elites and then what was then commercially available. We've gone out there and kept our ear to the ground. And as soon as we hear someone doing something new, you know, we're immediately trying to get it out to the, the average consumer. And, you know, it, it, it was funny, especially with like ketones as an example, but um, we had, you know, the former world champion of cycling was like one of our biggest customers in August of this year. You know, the, the super elite have become huge feed customers. As soon as we opened up shipping to Europe at the beginning of uh, 2019, uh, the amount of elite guys ordering, you know, name brand guys that we go through the order list, we're like, wait, he just ordered, he just placed an order. It's amazing watching sort of the the super elites and what they're purchasing and what they're ordering. Um, obviously, we keep their orders confidential to them, but uh, it's uh, it definitely shows that we're pushing products into that super elite now that they didn't even know about. In a way, have you become sort of a thorn in the side of elite cycling teams that would love to keep whatever they're using proprietary for as long as possible to keep that competitive advantage. That, I mean, that's the norm, right? Within professional sports, keep it under wraps as long as possible and keep your advantage. I think that's true. But, you know, having, you know, been there on the management side of the team, there's so much movement between staff and athletes, between environments and teams. I think it's almost impossible for these guys to keep anything they're doing inside a team proprietary anymore, unless you want, don't want to tell the athletes what they're actually doing, which is, you know, terrible strategy. And I don't think one that anyone really, really, you know, works on these days. Um, the information. Yeah. I think the information is out there really quickly. And, you know, we have enough strong personal relationships, you know, in across all the different teams and nationalities that we're sort of, you know, constantly sort of, checking in, seeing what people are using, talking, you know, on the leading edge with the sports physiologists, the researchers in terms of what they're researching and, you know, what they're interested in and, you know, looking to commercialize it. And, and more and more, we're out there seeing things, you know, for example, collagen is really coming on strong. And, you know, we talked to a few doctors about, you know, what kind of collagen they're they're prescribing and this particular kind was you know, only available from a prescription formula. It's only available out of Australia. You know, Brandon started seeking around, like, how can we get this in a non-prescription formula? How can we find this product and make it readily available? And now we've got two versions of it coming out in the next month, you know, 
with this sort of super collagen product in it. So we're sort of, you know, trying to be at the leading edge, you know, putting together the pieces um, on the science level and then figuring out which are the products that can deliver that kind of performance gain to the athletes. I love that. I want to expand on this and then I'll bring you in, Brandon. You know, what are the other spaces, if we want to call them that, or, or specific products that are not available through you guys yet, but that we can expect to become uh, part of the offering or this next movement in sports, nutrition, health, wellness, whatever we want to classify it as? Well, the, the space I'm most excited about right now is cellular health. You know, uh, as mentioned at the start of the podcast, I was 210 pounds and through diet and exercise, I was able to take my body and in multiple rehab body parts to a, a pretty decent place where I could play hard and, you know, be fairly productive. Uh, well, it also, let's be clear here, you were 210 pounds of of muscle. I mean, you weren't like rolling around on the mountains. Yeah, but as you can imagine, all that extra weight does have some issues on rebuilt knees and, and uh, injected backs. So uh, last winter, I had my first child in January, and it was probably February, mid-February, totally sleep deprived, um, driving back and forth to the mountains, you know, just trying to survive. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And I came across this woman named Dr. Sandra Kaufman. And uh, Sandra Kaufman is famous for developing the Kaufman Protocol. She's like all three of us. She's her late 40s. Um, and she's been an athlete her entire life. She's a mother too, but, you know, refused to slow down, didn't want to succumb to father time. So she developed this Kaufman protocol. So the Kaufman protocol is solely based on cellular health. It doesn't have anything to do with fad diets or exotic treatments. The basic premise is that we're made up of cells and we age because of our cells. And so Using her her background in cellular biology and human pharmacology, she realized that she was able to slow down father time, if not reverse some of the symptoms of aging. And I, I think for me personally, that's the most exciting space and, and how you can combine some of these different molecular elements to actually improve improve your your, your sleep at night. Um, to reduce inflammation and some of these other things that over time build up and just make life so much more taxing. I mean, you're speaking my language right now. This is, I may be, you know, I'm a, I'm a recovering elite athlete. Let's call it that, right? Because I, I am much better than, you know, the older I get, the better I was, you know, the old story, right? My body. And I think my body can still do all of these things. It was generous for you to call me my late 40s. I'm 53. I would love for my back that I fouled up time and again, ski racing in my knee like you did. Um, is it reasonable to expect that I can reverse the issues that I have in my back, in my knee? And are these things, you know, is this protocols or is this somehow can you guys at the feed get involved with um, with this process? I mean, are there actual supplements that are going to affect this in a way that we don't already know about? Well, let me add, uh, let me add one anecdote to Brandon's Kaufman, uh, protocol story, which, you know, I, I was 
amazed at him going through this experimentation, but the problem was he had 17 bottles of pills on the counter and he had to take one of those and four of those and three of these every day. And I was like, man, we can't sell it. Mm, my nightmare. Yeah, we can't sell this. No one's going to do this except for you have 17 bottles of pills. We got to find a simpler product. Like, yeah, someone's got to put this stuff together. So then we sort of went on the hunt to find like, how do we make this easy for the consumer to actually take advantage of? Um, and also the question I'm always asking is sort of, you know, is it really bioavailable? If you take this supplement, is it really getting to the place that it needs to go to? So, you know, looking at both those two questions, we sort of immediately said, oh, well, a lot of these, um, you know, the coffin protocol, a lot of the anti-aging stuff is focused on, you know, having your, you know, taking precursors that can help your body generate more NAD. And I won't go into all of the sort of reasons why NAD is so important, but we went out there and said, let's go find all the top precursors that everyone's talking about to produce NAD. And that was, you know, one bottle, one pill, uh, you know, or one sublingual, and it was a much sort of easier way to sort of get going. And then we were really fortunate. We found this product called a Termis um, from a brand called Neurohacker Collective. And we already, you know, sold one of their products for, for mental acuity and found out that they were essentially taking the coffin protocol and putting it into a pill. Now it's eight pills, you know, but it's one bottle as opposed to 17 bottles. And then all of a sudden we had something that I felt we could bring to market. And, you know, we did that and we brought that to market and uh, it, it's been the, the road down the supplement path and helping people has been fantastic. And it's something we continue to work on. Um, our chief medical advisor, Dr. Kevin Sprouse, who's also the, the head doctor for the cycling team I used to run, you know, EF, now EF Education First. Um, and he has his own private practice of sort of concierge functional medicine patients that he sees all over the country. You know, he basically shares with us his protocol that he works all his patients through. And as time goes on, we're integrating more and more of that protocol from him and other top doctors that, you know, we respect and, you know, had a great track record working with elite endurance athletes and bringing that for free you know, to all, all sort of feed customers as we bring in a new supplement or a new product, you know, we sort of do it based on the advice and guidance of, of these sort of experts out there. And speaking of those experts, that is ultimately what the subsequent episodes of the feed are going to be. We'll be talking to all the experts that were involved in the products that you offer. Um, I'm going to be selfish here for a second. I, I, one of the reasons I'm involved here is because I want to change the way I perform. I'm hardly a bike racer, but I like to gravel race uh, periodically. Um, my back hurts. You talk about mental acuity. My work hours, and Brandon knows this because we have worked together before, are between 2 a.m. and 7 a.m. all winter long. I am a chocolate mess by the time I get to springtime after the Alpine World Cup season is over. So these are the things I would like to affect. A little bit of anti-aging, a little bit of uh, uh, inflammation reduction, a little bit of gravel uh, VO2 performance increase. Are these things that you guys and all the things that you offer are going to be able to help me with? And I'll start with you, Matt. Well, I think that's a, a great part of the service that we offer is 
we will create a recommendation specific for you, Steve, and you know for what you're training for and what your goals are. I don't know if we've had a television broadcaster as a as a category yet, um, <laughs> but we have you know. Yeah, our registered dietitians and sports nutritionists on staff, some of the pro athletes that are, you know, super educated and trained in this space and, you know, and experts in it, they all day long answer questions like this for people and say, hey, you know, this is my age, this is what I'm training for, I'm about to run the New York City Marathon for the first time or the 15th time, or I'm about to go out to do, you know, this particular Grand Fondo, or I'm just training, you know, four days a week and I want to lose weight or I want to increase my endurance. And we put together these personalized recommendations. So we take all that information in, um, we go through sort of the full, you know, inventory of products that we have, and we send them back a, an email that tells them, you know, what we recommend, why we recommend it, how to use each product, when to use each product. Um, and it's completely customized. And it's one of the sort of like hidden services that most people don't rec realize that we have. And, and it's completely free for customers to you know, ask these questions and, and get a personal recommendation. So um, we would put a personal recommendation for you together that would definitely include like a true niogen for, for energy. You're clearly having sort of sleep disruption. So how do we sort of regulate, you know, circadian rhythm um, for you? Um, how do we, you know, give you enough sort of hydration so that you're not getting dehydrated and but you then you have enough energy at the end of the broadcast to sort of go out there and you know still get on your bike and have enough energy to get out there and train um you know and, and a, a variety of other things i'm sure brandon would recommend well yeah because brandon and i suffer the the, the same issues as lifelong ski racers there was an old adage that came from the, the original ski racing broadcaster bob Biatti. everybody knew his name everybody knew his name and he couldn't remember anybody's name and his go-to was always ask the person when you forget their name, how's your back? Because if you're in ski racing, your back hurts. So Dykstra House, how am I going to, is it plausible to actually reverse? I think mean, I've had two microdisectomies. They didn't work. Um, back issues, a major problem for most athletes, I would say, as they age. You know, 100%. And as Matt touched on earlier, some of these new products that we have coming down the pipeline, whether it's uh, new collagen products or keto-specific products that help with inflammation, all these things tie into cellular energy and what our body does. Like You just altering when you eat and how you eat in the morning is going to have a, a great impact on your back. And uh, I think the key is making sure you have good healthy snacks, which we have a ton of and uh, having a good sleep protocol so that when you are sleeping, whether it's uh, at the normal hours which we sleep or the hours that you're going to need to sleep waking up at 2 a.m., that you're getting good quality rest. And Steve, I've gone through this. I, I had a, a knee surgery last winter, and, and the well, the knee got better. My back didn't. And, uh, you know, it, it's been amazing, you know, to try to sort of cure this. And, and we have uh, an interesting new product that we just put up on the website from uh, – orthopedic surgeon called Dr. Seed's Body Protective Complex. And it's, uh, it, it's similar to the peptide BPC-157 um, extracted from sort of the same proteins, um, but sequenced a little bit differently so it could be made in an oral form as opposed to an injection. And we've seen, you know, phenomenal results. Like the peptide space is a whole podcast unto itself, but uh, this is a sort of very approachable and available sort of uh, healing peptide that uh, 
you know, that, that's available, you know, over the counter and, and uh, um, you can order, order from the feed. And, and that has worked phenomenally well for a lot of people. But we also try some other crazy stuff that we don't sell. For example, one of the things that I put down is a grounding mat, um, which again, is another whole podcast, um, you know, underneath my sheet in bed. And I don't know if it was all the other stuff I was doing or it was the grounding mat, but you know, in four weeks, my back got better. <laughs> so we, we experiment with some pretty crazy stuff that, uh, some we bring to market at the feed and some we sort of leave out there for sort of the biohacker community, but you know, uh, we'll, we'll get you set up with everything you need and we'll, we'll throw everything at it to sort of get you better. I'm game. 